Hello and welcome to today's episode of Always Right with Jeff and Steven. Today we are going to be discussing all of the kerfuffle around Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter and why you should care. Now I say why you should care because uh, quite frankly we know a lot of you don't use Twitter. Um, <laughs> it, it is not a right-wing phenomenon. Um, most people on the right simply don't use it. Some people our age use it for non-political reasons. Uh, most people on the right wing are older than us. And frankly, just there's not a taste for such a short form format. Uh, but before we get into that, Stephen, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, missed everybody last week, but we had a good time. Celebrated Halloween. Needed a little bit of a break, a little bit of a day to relax and and recollect ourselves but uh doing good today excited to talk about this and, and i'm one of those people right that i'm not really into twitter i don't do much politics on twitter i mostly use twitter for division two sports um and so there's there's a lot of pros to twitter and and for for me i like it because on game day i can just scroll because basically my whole feed is d2 sports i can just scroll and get an update on games super fast uh so it does have a lot of application, um, and, and it has a lot of utility. Uh, and it is it is important for, for many reasons other than, you know, I like to follow it for this or for that. Uh, it, it is an important thing to talk about, and, and uh, I feel like conservatives need to talk about it more, and, and conservatives probably need to be active on it more. There have been studies looking at the, the bias of Facebook versus Twitter versus Insta versus who has what. And yeah, for the most part, conservatives are on Facebook and liberals are on Twitter. Uh, I think I think that's about to change. I really think that that's about to get mixed up. And I think Twitter is going to become more even handed. You know, one of the reasons I think one of the reasons that more conservatives are on Facebook is the age bias. Right. Older people prefer Facebook and longer content. And um they just see Twitter as a, a leftist cesspool that they're going to get censored on even more than they already get censored on Facebook because they're getting plenty censored on Facebook as well. Uh, I think a lot of that's about to change. I think it's about to be more even. There's also there's also a values-oriented bias towards Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the place where you keep up with your family and your friends that you know personally. Uh, it is mm. much, much better for that kind of thing. Um, and conservatives are just by by default more family oriented um uh, which is probably why i am an exception to the rule in that mm. you know I, I i love my family obviously but um i i don't have to constantly be updated about what's going on in their lives i've never felt that way um and i'm more interested in in news um and Twitter is just more efficient for that for me. Yeah, it's more efficient for that. The the other thing that I don't like about Twitter, you know, um, is like the people that I follow, it shows me the things that they follow or the things that they like. And I, I really don't care. Like if I, it does if I that cared about that, I would like it. It does that because you don't follow enough things. It's trying Probably. to get you to follow more. I don't get that anymore. When I drop below a certain follow count, uh, I, I get that more. Uh, so yeah, that's just the little life hack, uh, or Twitter hack. Um, so, so why is it important? Why is it important for, for us, uh, uh, the collective us, a group that doesn't use Twitter 
to be more involved in Twitter? Or, or why is it important for us to know how Twitter works or what purpose it serves? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I hate to break it to you, uh, but I'm sure I'm not breaking it to anyone. But uh, the left wing of politics in our society controls the uh, public narrative. They control yes. the media by and large. Um with with the one exception that everybody talks about, the holdout is Fox News. Um, I would say that Fox News is more corporate than right wing, um, but they are obviously not objectively left wing. Um, so I understand uh, where that comes from. But because the narrative around our country what that goes through our country that is pervade, pervasive in our country is of the left wing bias um it is important to understand where the source of that narrative comes from and yeah and i think that's where twitter comes in because yeah. uh this is why this is important and this is a a, a culture war if you want to call it that uh that's worth fighting because uh, what starts on Twitter makes its way out into the to the ether, and you know it's it's the same argument that people still have this argument about um, school boards and things like that. I saw a, a commentator here recently talking to a parent on school board. They were like uh, talking to parents about uh, decisions that their school boards were making and whatnot, and, and they were like, "I want to be involved because I don't think that school boards should be telling them this, that, or really." And she was like, "Well, just to be clear, that's not happening on your school board, school board." And she's like, "But it will." You know, and it's the argument of, well, that's happening in California. That's happening in New York. That's not happening right. here, but it will. What yeah, starts it, on the coasts makes its way to the middle. What starts on Twitter makes its way into that into our right. society. And we'd like to address um, common myths in our society that are that are propagated uh, and that everybody, for whatever reason, have accepted and believed. Um, and and one of those myths that we want to address today is that Twitter isn't real life. No, Twitter isn't real life. If you spend a great deal amount of time off of Twitter and, and around real people, you're probably better off for it. Um, the, the, the message behind that is a positive one. It's pretty good. But you have to understand that Twitter today is your policy tomorrow. Um, yes. Yeah, because because all the people making important decisions in this world, all the policymakers, all your all your elite betters are on Twitter, and they they give Twitter an outsized opinion of what it actually is. Right. So yeah, Twitter right. isn't real life, but it is real policy. It does right. turn into real life. Could you give us some very practical examples of that? Exactly. Exactly. Like none of these start on Twitter. But they um, make their way to Twitter, and that's where all of these narratives sort of coalesce and come together and and make their way into the public uh, discussion. Um, But things like critical race theory, Ibram X. Kendi has a very big Twitter following, radical Mm -hmm. gender theory, which we we talk about a great deal on this show, Um, the transgender nonsense and stuff like that. Uh, things that you might even be in favor of, like Ukraine. If you were on Twitter when the Ukraine invasion started, it was a wall of mm-hmm. blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. A wall of it. And that had some level of impact on our nation's policy in dealing with Ukraine. 
Yeah, the reason um, we're still sending them billions of dollars is because of that reaction. That our, right. our our social betters, whether you believe they exist or not, they do. Our social betters were looking at the response on places like Twitter, mostly Twitter, and going, "Oh, the American people are in very support uh, good support of this. Let's do it." So more. let's send a bunch of money to Ukraine and never mm-hmm. stop. That's what it's become. Um, COVID. That there was a a there was a I, there was virtually no um, deviation from the popular narrative on COVID. It, there it was almost, zero percent. It wasn't allowed. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, no. allowed. It wasn't just that there were people on on Twitter uh, regarding COVID that were questioning the validity of the vaccines. And mm-hmm. if you did this sort of thing, you either you got muted, you got banned. Um, well, look at Joe Rogan, for example. They tried to censor Joe Rogan when he got COVID because he made a video. He looked like he was in his backyard or something or on a hike or something. He was like, and we do everything at it. We And he started, and he, he mentioned ivermectin. His doctor threw ivermectin at it and <laughs> censored. Throttled. Yeah, and, and, and that's actually, I'm glad you brought it up because it didn't come to my, my mind initially. But this is a perfect microcosm example of how Twitter works. Joe Rogan came out with that. Joe Rogan is very popular. He he has a big, huge following. Um, and when he mentioned ivermectin, that was going against the chosen narrative regarding COVID. The right. chosen narrative regarding COVID was lockdown, mask, vaccine. Those were the solutions. No other solutions allowed because this was during Trump. Um, yep. and, uh, and so right at that time, it was just lockdown and mask. And very quickly, almost immediately, there was this co- uh, coalescence of the narrative around ivermectin, calling it mm-hmm. uh, horse tranquilizer. So, yeah, dewormer, dewormer, horse dewormer. I, you know, um, horse. De-warmer. I was raised on a farm. You weren't. <laughs> I was raised around horses. I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> Um, horse dewormer. That's correct. Uh, and it was immediate. Uh, mm-hmm. and everyone in the liberal media called it, it, it ran this story. You know, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan recommends horse dewormer to treat COVID to the, the reason obviously was to, um, to, uh, invalidate Joe's opinion. And, but it was it, it, that started that that sort of narrative came together on Twitter, mm-hmm. and this is how Twitter yes. works. Yes, um, yes. The, the the algorithms that dictate what is trending on Twitter they are heavily manipulated uh, towards mm-hmm. a left wing bias, um, and but that is sort of a tool that they use to decide. The I mean, if you ever look at modern news stories. It's all here's what people are on on Twitter are saying. Like well, and that, that brings up the next point, right? Is that yeah, it sets policies, that's why it's important, but also it sets the news cycle. Yeah, it sets the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's uh, what one one are. thing that I, I was really taken aback by is uh I don't I don't know if he ever came out publicly and said this, but there was a conservative commentator who mentioned having a discussion with Trump. And uh, hey, Trump mentioned how, yeah, I like being on Twitter because if if I'm watching the news and I, I don't like what's on the news, I'll just send a tweet. And right. the news immediately changes. Right Now, I don't think he ever publicly came out and say that, but I think we all think that Trump would do that. That is, that is something that he would do. 
um, because people, you know, here's here's what the experts on Twitter are saying, and and I hate that what Twitter has done for the expert class uh, to conservatives is actually invalidate the importance of experts. Experts are are supposed to be a good thing when they're acting in good faith, but because people are always going to the Twitter pool of experts, we don't care anymore. Right. We we just right. don't care whenever you say experts say X Y Z. Yeah, I and, and I no longer Twitter thing. Yeah, I I think we've discussed this before on the show, but I I no longer care if that you're a doctor. Like, yeah, no. do not care. I um the the medical profession has become so politicized, um, and I'm so d- convinced that many of them, not all of them, definitely not all of them. Um, but many of them are just, here's what I heard from some, uh, someone I feel like knows what they're talking about. They're, they're outsourcing mm-hmm. their thinking. Um, and, and, and now, I care about things. my doctor. <laughs> I care yeah. about their opinion. Um, and I care about the experts in my life that I know, like you said, aren't just outsourcing their opinions right to someone who is more important than them yeah people who's put in the time put in the research but the, the expert class is supposed to be a uh a jump start to better and faster knowledge you know well i didn't go to school for eight years to learn about baroque harpsichord playing let me go ask an expert you know that's just some ridiculous example take whatever it may be take internal medicine take it be poli sci take it to mean uh uh, race relations in america but unfortunately almost every institution in america is rife with uh partisanship you know whether it be right wing or left wing people are not nonpartisan anymore and you have to consider that whenever you're talking about the expert class yeah and and none of this that we are talking about so far uh is really affected by this elon musk acquisition um, yes, there, so it, it's still it's still a largely um, left trending site. It is still a, a big conglomeration of left wing narratives that where they can get together and brainstorm and, and, and that will still cycle into the, the news narrative. It will cycle into your uh, public policy. That's mm-hmm. not going to change. The one thing that we do hope will change is this third purpose that Twitter served, and that was to dis- determine what um, is acceptable and not acceptable for public speech. Now, the Overton uh, window. What we, what is called the Overton window in in political talk? The Overton window is is the area of acceptable discourse. You know, I will talk to someone who agrees with me on this. Um, but once you get out of that window, you know, once, once, uh, you get to that point, let's take this, for example, Holocaust denial, people who deny the Holocaust, they're almost universally outside of the Overton window. The, the problem that, that Twitter has created is it has completely condensed that Overton window or, or not even condensed. There's your window. They've shifted it further left. Um, and and if you ever think that it's going, it can't go any further left, you're wrong. It does. Yeah. Um, the way that this works is, and this goes to your point about why more conservatives need to use Twitter. They do mm-hmm. in order to reverse this trend. So let's say Stephen's a little bit more middle of the gra- uh, middle of the road than I am politically. Uh, I'm I'm 
by and large further right wing, especially lately. Well, yeah, I mean, the only person right to you is like Attila the Hun. But so if if we were to um, discuss, like make a concerted effort to move the Overton window further back right, that responsibility falls on my side because mm-hmm. it requires radical people to say radical things with regularity in order to move the Overton window in your direction. It, it is not the center right that can move the Overton window because they are within it. I have to move the Overton window further closer to me so that I can be included in it. So, all right. And, and, and Steven's shaking his head. Let's, let's take this, whether you like it or not, uh, uh, children should be raised by one man and one woman is currently a belief that is outside the Overton window. And it's a, a belief that we both agree on. We have to yell that if we want that back into the Overton window, you have to yell things that are even further to the right of that idea because they're not going to listen to me. I'm going to say things like, you know, gay marriage should be illegal. That's further to the right than um, one man, one woman for children. And and people are going to tune me out. But you're you get to be the middle ground guy. Say, well, okay, he's crazy, but he also has a point that children with one man, one woman in the household do better. Here's the statistics, da, 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 da. and that's how you move the Overton window. Uh, well, right. and see, that's that's where I was going to push back a little bit, and I'm glad you hit that at the end. Part of it's a numbers game too. You do need people who are are conservative on there, but you need a number of them, and and because if you're the only one there. There's right. no me, I'm right? And that's crazy. the point that I was going to make. You're just a crazy. They're going to nutpick you and, and go, well, this is what the right believes, but you need someone else in there to fill the gap in between. And you need many of them. It's a numbers thing in order to fix this, this condensing of the Overton window to the specifically left side of the aisle. That's what we are hoping to do. Um, and so Gosh, that was a very this, this uninteresting <laughs> segment about the mechanics of the Overton window. <laughs> well, but but it's important it, to understand how important. Twitter functions in that. So let's it, let's take that and see how we how it might change going forward, and how the Overton window might shift going further further forward, and how the the left won't necessarily be the only ones that are acceptable it, on Twitter. There is there is hope for that because yeah. um, you know it, before Twitter was just censoring these people out of existence. Yes. Um, you know, you say okay. I, I don't want to take the COVID vaccine because I'm a healthy 30 year old and I'm worried about unforeseen side effects. You were just muted. You were, you, you were yeah. not allowed to speak on this topic. You were, you were, um, and if they didn't ban you, they were absolutely shadow banning you. Shadow yeah. banning was something that was absolutely happening. Do yeah. We can get, we can get into the, the actual tools that Twitter used to censor people. But, um, yeah, because I've got an example. Uh, but yeah, so it, the purpose that Twitter serves, they, they set policy, whether you want them to or not. They they set the news cycle and they they manage the Overton window. It's a good way to put it. Um, and uh, you can look no further than at the end of the 2020 election cycle, what they did mm-hmm. to the Hunter Biden laptop story. 
Oh, they completely uh, quashed it. Completely so, quashed it. So With did most. So, class. so did all other social media. Now, one thing, and we like to say, you know, but Twitter's a private company. Twitter can do whatever it wants. I'm. They still should follow to the free speech principles. Well, period. and I'm getting to the point where I actually don't agree with that. But this is a very concerted effort. This was done by the government. By the government, and see that that is all coming out now. And that's yes. one of the important. Okay, so we're we're streaming this now on Sunday, November sixth. Here in two days, we're gonna have midterms. That's why it's so important for us to take the the House and the Senate back, and we need to have Senate congressional hearings, congressional and Senate hearings about this topic, about the 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 tech industry and the government working hand in hand in order to stop stories. Because when that happens, they're no longer a private company; they are now an arm of the government. I think we need more than hearings. Uh, we need trials, but um, you're right. The, the, Got to collect the evidence somehow. Yeah, the government is um, working with social media companies to quash certain narratives, uh, effectively benefiting the left wing um, in that quashing. So the these tr private companies, quote unquote, are no longer really private. Um, and, and they never were for, for the longest time they haven't been. So, um, this, this is sort of the previously the purpose that Twitter has served. Mm -hmm. Um, and then enters Elon Musk. Now the, the, the saga of Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter is a long one that started back in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we went over it once, but he, he, you know, said he made an offer to buy it. And then uh, he asked Twitter to disclose how many bots they had on their uh, platform. They lied. And so he wanted to back out of it. They took him to court. Uh, court proceedings were set to start. And then at the last minute, he said, OK, actually, I will buy it for the offer that I made. Agreed upon price, uh, which yeah. was so high compared to the value. It was very. It, oh. Yes, he's paid a lot more for Twitter than what Twitter is. Uh, economically worth. Um, mm -hmm. But he now owns, it is now a private, more of a private company. He is the sole controller of Twitter. Mm -hmm. And um, he has been, that deal went through two Fridays ago, I think it was. And he I has like been, that. he has been at work. Um, he, uh, so do you have the sink pulled up? I don't have the sink pulled up. Um, oh, I don't, well, I don't have the sink pulled up. I can no. find it real quick, but like, yeah. so, um, just Google, let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good. Stuff. Um, so he entered Twitter, Twitter HQ carrying a kitchen sink. And I, I was curious about this and immediately. <laughs> He's such a goober. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, the richest man in the world. Look at that. Well, look at that laugh and that smile. Look at it. <laughs> that was on October 26th. Yeah. So and that, yeah. and that was right before the acquisition went through. Yeah. So um, a couple weeks so, ago. Right. So he, um, he now owns Twitter. Uh, over the first week, not much happened until a couple days ago when he let go. Was it like, 
Um, I mean, it was a lot of people. I, I don't know how many Twitter employees he, there he are. Is high, he he fired four executives. He fired the CEO. He fired. He, the he fired them immediately. They, they were immediately fired. But he, he is, just he a has now days fired ago, the like head of content moderation. And, yeah, and all he let like three entire team. He let three entire teams go. Like just. Well, and you know, was it lives a TikTok that came out with that video about a day in the life of a Twitter employee at the San Fran office? Pull that up. I know it was on lives a TikTok. Um, yeah. So I want to start with the kitchen sink thing. Uh, I was curious, you know, why is that joker bringing in a kitchen sink? Like I don't follow Elon Musk very much. Like, yeah, I follow him on Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter. And so I started looking up what, what kitchen sinking meant. And a lot of conservative commentators immediately went to that. And so kitchen sinking is a phenomenon that, that is uh, used usually in, in marriage or in, in marriage situations uh, where they bring up everything and the kitchen sink or everything but the kitchen sink. And it's the, it's the act of just overpowering your, your opponent with all of these arguments. And that's what everybody said. Oh, this is what he's doing. And, and that's not what he was doing. Uh, I, we quickly found out he did it literally just for me. He did it literally just so he could pop comment walking into Twitter HQ. Yeah. Let that sink right. in. Yeah. Like, what a goof. You just he, bought a company for $44 billion and you wanted just to make a, a pun, a silly he, pun. I love he it. Is a, he is a rare talent. Uh, this is the video that Steven was talking about. This is uh, how Twitter works. Uh, like, this is just how. Welcome to do. a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week, went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in. Honestly, took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from the pit. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceling. Took my meeting, got ready for bunch. Look how delicious this food looks. Oh my goodness. I was so overwhelmed. Then made my way down to this log cabin area. I don't know what this is, but it was really cool. Played some foosball with my friends to kind of unwind a bit. Um, also found this really cool meditation room that I thought was super neat. Um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you are a yogi. So also thought that was really cool. Um, had a couple more meetings in the afternoon, had a ton of projects that we needed to knock out. Say hey to my teammates. Um, <laughs> went to the went to the library to kind of get some more work done. Obviously had to have our afternoon coffee, so made some espresso. And then before leaving for the day, had some red wine um, that's on tap went up to the rooftop and just honestly enjoyed the beautiful weather. So awesome trip. Yeah. So, and that is why they uh, lose $4 million a day. That, That's how yeah. unprofitable that Twitter, company is. Twitter hemorrhages money. Like it's bad. Um, it's also probably why a lot of people have been fired so far. And that's still, that's probably going to continue. Um, well, it was, I, I don't think Elon ever confirmed the report, but it was reported that he said he was going to fire up to 75% of the employees. And, yeah, and like I said, I don't think he ever confirmed that, that, that report, but when you see a video, like you go, Oh man, 75%, all those people are going to go without jobs. And then you see that video and go, you know what? Up at 80. Yeah. Go ahead. 
it, it, it's not something that requires much management, not nearly as much as, as is currently um, being put in effect. Uh, but so that's that's Twitter. Um, and and we we love making fun of it. We love hating on it. I, I value Twitter as a tool. I, I, it's how I get my news. Um, and and it's where the fight is, I think, is mm-hmm. a, an important uh, we talk about uh, this is what you hear people talk about a lot of time when you, when they talk about parlor and truth social and things like yeah. that. Um, I, I think I had a parlor account, but I've never used it. Um, that those are all considered right wing alternatives. And, and I think they have some sort of a following. But if you are going to engage in this sort of um, profession, or if you're going to engage in this sort of uh, social cultural war, uh, as mm-hmm. Stephen mentioned earlier, you got to be where the fight is. It does no good uh, in World War II for Americans to sit in America and talk about how they agree that Hitler guy is a bad guy. Okay. They actually have to go to where the fight is to fix. And the that's problem. why taking Donald Trump off of Twitter was basically silencing him. Yeah, he's on Truth Social. Yeah, he had a parlor thing or whatever. But I mean, because he's on an alternate site, the the mainstream establishment could just choose, you know, oh, Donald Trump said something stupid. I'll go pull it off Truth Social. But when he was on Twitter, they couldn't do that. And so um, I, I, I look forward to him. I really think that that he's going to come back here soon. And I, I look I know forward he's gonna to him come. being back on Twitter. Yeah. So I, I think Elon is going to have to let him back on. Whenever and we can talk about genocidal maniacs from the middle east on on twitter yeah we can talk about that he elon has come out and said and this is where my concerns start coming in um i i about how much it's actually going to get better Mm -hmm. elon fancy elon musk we've talked about elon musk before and and i'm i'm an admirer of what he does as an innovator um as an engineer as um as someone with money who is willing to use it for what he perceives as the cultural good um, rather than like Twitter is a loss. It wasn't a good business decision. He, he, he truly believes that what he is doing is the right thing to do. Um, but I, I don't, he fancies himself um, middle of the road politically. And it yeah. means yeah, that Elon Musk is, is not right wing. He's a not, not by a, yeah, not by a long shot. Um, but he, but the currently, when it comes to the public narrative, the right wing is the correct wing. They, I mean, what they are saying is is the correct thing. Um, and he is a big per, uh, believer in appeasing both sides. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how much is going to be. He has already stated that people who are banned from Twitter are going to be reviewed through a process and then. Um, if it's found out that they didn't violate any actual rules of Twitter, or if they violated stupid rules of Twitter, they'll be let back on. Um, we'll, but we'll see what happens. So, so I don't know how immediate going to do be. going forward. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, he, what did he say on it? He, he compared it to a peasant, um, like a, sur- a peasant surf, like kind of relationship with, um, or, or surf and lord relationship the the uh what is it the verification check mark yes 
Yes. Uh, so getting if, a if blue you, check if mark. You yeah, if you don't know anything about Twitter, if you are a um, if you are a a public official uh, individual, but someone with a public persona or just public, well, you're well, you're a celebrity. Like people know who you are. You can petition Twitter for a check mark that verifies. Okay, real uh, at real Donald Trump is actually Donald Trump tweeting. Yeah. Um, rather than... Which there's a lot yeah. of fake ones out there. Right. Right. Uh, rather than at Donald Trump 69. Um, that's that's a fake account. That's a bot or something. Um, mm -hmm. So me, if, if in an alternate universe, Stephen and I ever get famous, I can, uh, under this current uh, program, I could say, I'm Jeff Dotson. I operate a popular podcast or whatever under at court underscore Jeff uh, Jeffster um, is my Twitter handle. Can you give me a verification so that when people see that they know that I am actually me and someone who's trying to impersonate me is not actually me. Yes. Well, uh, Elon is shaking this up a bit and he is mm -hmm. opening verification to everyone on a subscription basis. Uh, this makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. On several levels, the the first of all, bots don't pay eight dollars, uh, and are not going to pay eight dollars for a verification. So, if someone is impersonating you on Twitter, um, or if they are if they're operating a bot that is impersonating you on Twitter, they're not going to pay eight dollars for that check mark. So, you can pay the eight dollars. Everybody will know it, it, it is skin in the game. We talk about this a lot. Skin and, in the and, game. Yeah, we got skin in the game. And they're not going to be able to go through the verification process. I'm sure there's a process that if I sure. decided to pay my $8 to say, hey, I'm at Okra Hug. This is what I do. I'm a real person. I might have to send them a video or whatever it may be. And, and they verify it with however, whatever means they want to do that. It, it shows that this is a real person. This isn't some fake spam scan account. Um, that, that is impersonating or just putting out nonsense, whatever it may be. Um, and so I would have to pay $8 a month for that. Doesn't, right. doesn't sound to verify reasonable. that I am who I say I am. Um, and another thing it does is it opens up a stream of revenue for Twitter, which is in, it is in desperate need of, of, of revenue, like the ads. Sure. There's right, it's not good. Twitter gets most of its revenue from advertising. Um, advertising is not doing so hot on Twitter lately, mostly because no one that buys anything uses it. Secondly, because the left-wing mob has gone after Twitter's advertisers pretty heavily in the wake of this mm -hmm. Elon Musk purchase. So um, it, it's suffering pretty, uh, pretty badly. Uh, this was expectedly met with a resounding um, decry from the left, who treasure their verification now. Yeah, because it, th that's going to be the majority of who's who's verified. And the other side of this is uh, they, they've come after Eli. Well, you're supposed to be a free speech absolutist. And if you're a free speech absolutist, why is it not free? Yeah. So let, let's talk about the stated reason that they have a problem and then the actual reason they have a problem. The stated reason they have a problem is that they... Uh, you know, they believe that, you know, they say, oh, yeah, exactly what you just said. Elon, you're supposed to be this big supporter of free speech. Uh, how is it free if I have to pay eight dollars? 
Okay. <laughs> Free speech does not uh, refer to the lack of cost. Uh, yeah. as, ben, as Ben Shapiro said, if, if you have free speech and you can use your free speech on your telephone, but you still have to pay AT&T your cell phone bill. Yeah. Or, you know? or, you know, we have we have free press. Right. So that means my newspaper down the street's free. I don't have to go pay a subscription fee for my newspaper. I don't have to pay twenty five, fifty cents per copy for the newspaper or anything like that. Oh, wait. Right. Free speech has never worked that way, and we've always understood what free speech meant. And this is not a new thing for us, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cal- uh, exa- uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, one of our just smartest representatives in the Congre- U.S. Congress, says LMAO at a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that free speech is actually an eight dollar a month subscription plan. To which Elon Musk uh, replied, "Your feedback is appreciated." Now pay $8. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Elon. Oh, thank you so So much. So the free and free speech means that I can say what I want free from persecution. Um, I can criticize specifically the government without being uh, punished for my speech. Uh, We all know that. Even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez knows that. But she pretends not to. Um, yeah, and and the way Elon is promoting this, you know, like you said, he brought up lords and peasants on November first. He he tweeted Twitter's current lords and peasant system for who has and doesn't have a blue check mark is BS. I'm not going to say that word. Power to the people, blue for eight dollars a month. It's reasonable. Yep, it, so, it's absolutely uh, reasonable. Keep in mind, you can elect not to pay the $8 and simply lose your checkmark. Now, someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez needs her checkmark because she's probably got a lot of people trying to impersonate her. I don't. Sure. I don't need a checkmark. Um, And I'm not going to pay for a checkmark. So Elon also posted this. uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she sells her sweatshirt for $58 on on Shopify or whatever. Uh, and uh, he 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 found that interesting, which I I do too. You know, she's she's supposedly a democratic socialist. Um, yeah, a democratic socialist that hates hates capitalism. Capitalism's evil. It's awful. It's it's the patriarchy. It's all these things. Uh, now give me your money. Sweater, so sweatshirt. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, all right. So, like, let's be real. Eight dollars is not a lot of money, especially for someone like yeah. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who can, of course, charge that to her. Uh, Con- like her budget, her Congress budget, because it's PR. It's not a. Yeah. Uh, it's not outside the realm. Of, yeah. of it's not coming. Out, and it's not coming out of her pocket. And if it were, you know, you can you can afford a Tesla. You can you can afford eight dollars a month. Uh, and that's that's where uh, Eric Voorhees. If you still have Elon's Twitter pulled up, uh, pull uh, scroll up to where it says November third because I don't. He, have he reshared this. Oh, okay, he reshared this, and and Eric Voorhees. He said, let's remember that Elon Musk charging $8 for premium Twitter experience means Twitter becomes a product again instead of you. And if $8 is too much, you're free to remain as the product. That That's the point. Um, and then he, he also retweeted this from David Sachs. The entitled elite is not mad that, that they have to pay $8 a month. They're mad that anyone can pay $8 a month. Yes. $8 is not a lot of money. Anyone can pay it. Who is a, who is who is that invested in Twitter? 
Um, anyone who can pay especially it who's anyone, employed. Especially <laughs> anyone who currently has a blue check mark. Yes. Like, it, the problem is not that I now have to pay for the check mark. The problem is that anyone can pay for the check mark. Mm-hmm. Now, here lately, some stuff has come to light that um, paying for your verification has always kind of been a thing. Uh, Jeremy Boring, own, a co-owner of the Daily Wire, uh, uh, reported that that when he was first trying to get verified, he was talking to um, a, some a representative of Twitter, and his his request was denied. Um, even though he is a public owner of a very large media company, um, oh, okay. and it's and it's because he's right wing. That's why it was denied. Yeah. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Um, but someone reached out to him privately, saying that if you pay me fifteen thousand dollars, I'll get you verified. <laughs> oh my goodness, fifteen yeah. grand. <laughs> And Jeremy was making a joke about it. It's like, Elon, keep the price at $15,000. I need this to be exclusive from my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's but, good. So, you know, that that's what's next. is as He's going to have a subscription service for Twitter Blue. And, and probably makes more business sense for them. And it's going to open up a revenue stream. Uh, the other thing is, he put up a post the other day about, should we bring back Vine? Was Vine a subsidiary of Twitter? Question mark. I think I think Twitter purchased Vine. Yeah. So why is it important to bring back Vine? So um, uh, he he did this on October thirtieth. It was a, a Twitter poll. Bring back Vine? Question mark. Sixty nine point six percent of people said yes. Thirty point four people percent said no. Why is that an, a good business decision? Or if it's not a good business decision, why is it a good decision at all? Elon did it for the yucks, but uh, there's always multiple reasons Elon does anything. And right now, um, I don't know that you can revive Vine. People have a nostalgia for it that I don't know will ever come back. But uh, it does make sense to open up a competitor to TikTok. Because that's what TikTok 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 is is. TikTok is bad. Let, let's let's face it. Uh, reports came out this past week that they cannot stop China from getting your data if you're on TikTok. There are too many backdoor channels. They cannot do it. TikTok is bad. Um, and and this is a national. See, everybody everybody was all over Donald Trump because Donald Trump was legitimately trying to axe TikTok. And and uh, let's just say that the president of the United States has access to classified intel that we do not. And so if Donald Trump was actively trying to ax TikTok, there's a reason for it. There, okay. There's an important reason for it. Yeah. Uh, and so Vine being a competitor to TikTok would be a good thing. Uh, I don't know if that'll be as good as TikTok's algorithms because the people that I know that are on it say it'll suck you in real quick. But uh, TikTok is not good for a lot of reasons. But one of them is national security. Yeah. But people have a lot of nostalgia for Vine. Uh, could be another revenue stream for him. Uh, that Twitter bought Vine, I think, and tried to roll it into Twitter, and that's what. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay. Like it's kind of like Facebook. Like you don't go to Facebook, Facebook for Reels. The stories or Reels or whatever. Yeah. You, you go to Facebook yeah. for Facebook, and then sometimes you look at the Reels. Um, yeah. You Kids ask me if I if I've seen the TikTok, and I told them no. I saw it on Facebook Reels the way God intended it two weeks after it came out. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, but you go on the you go on TikTok for TikTok. 
Um, it's yeah. like this. It, it's like this thing with YouTube where they now YouTube creators can now make posts. You don't go to YouTube mm -hmm. for the posts. You go to YouTube no. for the videos. Um, yeah. So, well, uh, that is a pretty good recap of, of what has happened with uh, Elon. Like I said, I still have some concerns because he likes to play middle of the road about how much of this is going to change for the better. Um, he yeah. came out recently and said he tried to uh, appease the, the radical left um, by, but they went after his advertisers anyway. And he was subsequently reminded by everyone on the right and said, don't try to appease the radical left uh, because it's not going to work. You can uh, never placate a mob. And I think he's actually learned that lesson. He may have already known that lesson, uh, and he just did it so that he could further solidify his own. Yeah, so that he said that he could, that he yeah. tried. You know, yeah, I, I tried. I did my part. They didn't want to listen. So, so, um, um but what? Uh, one thing uh, that I also want to mention, as far as concerning from, he's doing all of this very slowly. Now, this next thing can't be mm -hmm. really laid at Elon's feet um, because uh, he's only been there a week. But right now, I don't know what. Um, I, I I don't know if this is an outside uh, company that sort of does this, but this is a tweet that came out on November second, so uh, less than a week ago. There's a lot of censorship surrounding the election. Um, yeah. There's a lot of attempts to tamp down on what they what what people on the left like to tell you are attempts to undermine the election. This is a tweet by Jesse Kelly on November 2nd. It says, pro tip, if your state cannot count every vote on election night, there's cheating in your state. Entire nations count their votes on election day. If you can't, it's because you don't want to. Now, agree or disagree with this statement. I agree with it. Um, you can't comment on this tweet. You can't retweet this tweet regularly. You can't like this tweet. You can't engage with this tweet. The only thing you can do is uh, what's called quote tweeting it. And that's when the, uh, you, it shows his tweet and then you have a comment above it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is the only thing you can do with this tweet. And it has been labeled as misleading um, by quote unquote. U.S. election experts. Um, <laughs> Again, the experts. And, yeah. U.S. elections are safe and reliable according to fact checkers. Now, uh, Jessica Kelly also likes to make the point that if the more you open up uh, early mail-in voting, the less secure your election is. That is also true. It's just yeah. a fact of life. Um, yeah. the, uh, and he gets hammered for that occasionally. But... Um, this sort of stuff is still going on on Twitter. There are mm -hmm. uh, several tweets that are still going up that uh, have quote unquote context added um, yeah. by a, an unrelated site that has been given access to do this sort of thing. What is it called? Twitter um, birds watch or something like that. Um, yeah. So this sort of stuff is still going on. I don't know if this is a holdover from the old regime and Elon is just working on, filtering this stuff out but if it doesn't go anywhere then this is not a free speech platform no. um you know this if, if this is if this is not resolved 
Um, and he actually needs well, to they do some that moving and shaking. They're saying they they hit that because they're saying that that's election denial, and it's not election denial. It's just a statement of fact. We're not saying that votes don't have to be recounted, but if you can't count your vote, it's twenty twenty two. We're not counting these things by hand. If you can't count the votes and in, in, in by election by election day, especially when some of these states, you know, a quarter of their votes are done early, you know, what what are we doing? Um, and and I mean, why even have an election day anymore with so much early voting? You know, we we live in Mississippi; it's very strict uh, early voting. We have absentee voting, um, where if for for adequate reason you will not be in your area for election day, you can vote absentee, but we don't have early voting. We don't have open polls a month ahead of time. We don't have mail-in ballots. We don't have anything like that. They still count all of our votes in a night. Um, Florida, how many people, how many millions of people are in Florida? They all, they're, they're some of the first ones to get counted. Um, we have uh, so, several, we have several constitutional amendments to open up voting, voting to more people. Uh, the 19th amendment opened it up to women. Uh, I, I'm going to propose a constitutional amendment to limit voting. And it needs to be limited to one day a year election in person in person. Yeah, absolutely. If you can't make it, if you are absent with the exception of for military service, you don't get to vote. You have to put forth effort to get out and vote. Do you think, do you think uh, election day should be a national holiday? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Make election day a national holiday. So people have no excuse. I'm fine with that. Um, so I, I, I think we need to start putting more restrictions on voting. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it needs to be at the federal level. because. But that was that was an innocuous tweet. No, it, that was an innocuous tweet. Uh, you know, if you can't count them in a day, you're not doing it right. Well, right. What, what was so wrong about that? And yet it's completely throttled, basically. Right. So I, I the, if this sort of stuff continues, then... Uh, then he just bought a big old company for nothing. But um, yeah, I really hope he fixes some of this. He, right. he he's he is the person to do it because he's the person oh. who has the most money who doesn't care what you say about him. Right. So, um, is there anything else? I think we're about. No, we're we're about you up. know we yeah we're about to ready to wrap it up. Uh, you know, even even for somebody who's uninterested in, in using Twitter more, I see the purpose of having a digital town square that even even crazy people, as long as they're not doing something illegal, even the crazy people can stand out on right. the corner. You know, even and the, the reason the hellfire and brimstone preacher can be there, even you know who the LGBTQ club can be on the corner, like whoever it is, as long as they're not doing something illegal, they can be there and say what they have to say. Yeah, and the reason that uh, everybody on the left hates this uh, is because their ideas can't stand up to scrutiny; they yeah, have to absolutely. shut you down. Yeah, and it makes no difference if you're not on on the battlefield combating their bad ideas. So in order for this to work, people actually have to get on Twitter and um and actually engage in the fight. So I think uh, the only way you get them on Twitter is someone like Elon showing them that it is now a fair fight because people will not engage in an unfair fight. That's just again going back to facts of the mammalian species, they are not going to engage in a fight that they do not believe is fair by and large. And so right. he, he's got to make it a fair fight in order to do so. So 
All right. Well, I think that does it for today's episode. We had a couple other topics that we um, we have in our back pocket. If they remain relevant, we'll we'll uh, bring it. Yeah, we're going to obviously be tracking midterms uh, coming coming up Tuesday. I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. Do you want to do some last minute uh, over and unders on on midterms and we'll revisit them next week? Right. So uh, obviously the biggest one we can talk about is Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman. Uh, Utah was uh, is a worrisome. It, it should not be close, but I think it is um, the Senate race there. Um, but we we will see how it all plays out, and we will be here to celebrate yeah. or I'm probably celebrate. It's, see, it's not. Yeah, I'm interested. What interested to see what happens in the New York and Michigan governors' elections uh, should mm-hmm. not be close, but they may be. Uh, I'm gonna give some overnight. If I were a betting man, I'm not a betting man, but if I'm a betting man, I would bet every dollar to my name that uh, Republicans take the House by at least 25 seats. Probably be closer to 30 or more, but I, it, I, at least at least 25 seats. And I would give it, I don't know, a 65% chance that they retake the Senate. Yeah. So next if, week, if we'll I prob- were a gambling man. Right. So next week, we'll probably talk about the election. We will probably be here to celebrate a by and large Republican victory. And I will probably be here to bring all of you down with my um, opinion on whether they're actually going to do anything with that victory or not. So um, yeah. th- thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope that you like the live format. If um, if you didn't get a chance to catch us live, we're so glad that you took the effort to tune in after the fact. Um, I think we're going to start doing this live uh, more regularly. That's just going to be the default uh, Sunday afternoons. So thank you for spending this time with us. Please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next one. See you all later.